Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here at Inside Nebraska. With me is Steve Marek, I'm Zach Carpenter. We're here at Memorial Stadium where Matt Rule just got uh, done wrapping up a post-mortem of sorts on uh, Nebraska's 2023 season. Talked about the disappointment in not making a bowl. Um, talked about going into year two and uh, how he's already on to year two, similar to Bill Belichick of uh, on to Cincinnati. He always mm -hmm. mentions Belichick. so. At, uh, in my head, that reminded me of that a mm -hmm. little bit when you mentioned that. We'll get into that in a second. But Newsy press conference today, Newsy week, um, and about to get newsier with the transfer portal opening up December 4th on Monday. Um, and encourage you guys to go to InsideNebraska.com to check out all of our reports on that stuff. Uh, I encourage you guys to like this video and subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. Get those videos dropped directly in your feed because it's going to be busy. But today, Steve, uh, just uh, rattling off the list of names of, uh, of guys who are expected back, who's expected to leave, and who's definitely leaving. So uh, Ben Scott, starting center, kind of an important guy. Uh, Rule uh, today said he was expected back for uh, the 2024 season. So if that actually happens, that's a huge development for the offensive line that I thought kind of continuously got better, even while losing uh, two starters uh, in the middle of the year to a season-ending season injuries. Even though no one wants to hear that, yeah. the offensive line got better. I for they sure. did. Yes, they did. They actually did get better. Uh, Marcus Washington, um, he is he is asking Nebraska to try to get him a waiver for a sixth and final season next year. Um, obviously, he had that, um, the former transfer from Texas, he had that season-ending knee injury at Illinois, and, um, you know, he's he's thinking about and trying to come back for another year. Matt Rule did say, like, for his situation, it's going to be complicated with the NCAA and, and getting a waiver, um, but they'll try nonetheless. And real, really quickly on that, it's a very complicated rule where you, you're not allowed to play in over 30%. I, I believe it's 30% of the games. Um, if you can take a medical redshirt, get that waiver, but it's mm. complicated because he got hurt in the first quarter, first yeah. drive against Illinois. He was suspended the first half against Minnesota, so that's sort of the complications that go into it. Yeah, and oh, bring up season-ending injuries. The offensive side had a ton, especially at, at running back, Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson. Matt Rule talked about those two specifically. I think it was Gabe Irvin. He had a dislocated hip. Mm -hmm. kicked him out for the season and then Ramir Johnson dislocated shoulder out for the season. Matt Rule said that they're expected to return. Is that Expect what you, is he, uh, that what it you was, heard? He was saying it was a positive outlook. It's it positive sounding, outlook sounding good injuries. for them to come back. Yep. Yes and then um, just moving move along down the list here Blaze Gunnarsson and Ty Hahn not expected to return um, and they have eligibility remaining but they will not um, Matt Rule said he did not expect them to come back for the 2024 season. Ty Hahn is going to go back home and farm. Um, and then uh, Blaze Gunnarsson, just a ton of injuries. Anybody who's kept up with him and his career from Kemper, Iowa, I think it was, he's just every single year it's just, it was something with him. Um, so I think he's just kind of moving on from Nebraska. Best season probably of his career because he was the healthiest of his yeah. career, but he was still battling mm -hmm. those injuries. Just could not ever get right. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of tough tough news from uh, Blaze Gunnarsson's side of things. And then also some some a handful of guys who walked on senior day but are still kind of iffy on if they're returning next year or not. Isaac Gifford, John Bullock, Bryce Benhart, and then, um, yeah, we'll also say Jeff Sims. We don't know about uh, quarterback Jeff Sims and what he's um, going to be doing. I don't think any decisions have been made there yet. Um, but some decisions still up in the air with Isaac Gifford, John Bullock, and Bryce Benhart as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll get into Sims and the quarterback discussion here in a second. But, I mean, just off rattling off that list, what, who jumps out to you in your mind, do you think, of, of the guys that are TBD? We don't know yet, but who, who do you think would be the most impactful to come back uh, if, if they decide – they have, they have an NFL-verse return, 
decision? Mm -hmm. Who do you think is most impactful? So if we're not going Ben Scott because Matt Rule said he expects him to, let's go with Bryce Benhart. Uh, 41 career starts at right tackle. It would be awesome if you could get your starting right tackle back in Bryce Benhart. That, I mean, especially for an offensive line that continued to get better with some pieces that were inserted midway through the year. Um, like the Justin Evans Jenkins and, and Henry Latovskis of the world. You know, if you can get back uh, Bryce Benhart starting right tackle, he's been here forever, um, but he, it would be his sixth season next year in 2024. If he would come back, that would be uh, absolutely massive. And I mean, it, I was thinking about this a uh, day or two ago and uh, Jansen prepared to hit the, the sensor button because I feel like a curse word is the only way to emphasize it is with Bryce Benhart, I do feel like we're not talking enough about how good of a year he had compared mm -hmm. to previous years when he got so much shit for how bad badly he played. Oh yeah. Rightfully so, I think. He had a massive turnaround this year. I feel mm -hmm. like we maybe we don't talk about that as often as we should. Maybe maybe I'm in the clouds and maybe that is being discussed enough, but I thought he was extremely impactful on that offensive line from just like the amateur eye like you and I have we're not coaches we're not in the offensive line room so we don't know technically like if if he had a really good season or not I'm sure a lot of local coaches could could come and educate us on that but the best thing the best way that we could tell that if he had a good season or not was if we heard about him throughout yeah, games yeah. we did not hear a single <laughs> thing about Bryce Penhart during the games I mean it wasn't as obviously it wasn't as obvious bad stuff as it was earlier in his year, um, but credit to Matt Rule, Donovan Riola, uh, Corey Campbell, Kristen Coggin, all the behind the scenes people with with what they did with Bryce Benhart because you know it did not look good for most of his career here. Um, but then you know new staff shows up, new people support staff shows up, and they they got Bryce Benhart right. I mean at six foot nine, we see him walking around all the time. He looks great out there. And again, I go back to we never really heard him. We weren't complaining about Bryce Benhart as much as even close to as much as we were in previous seasons. So Bryce Benhart, you know, getting that guy back would be huge. Yeah, I mean I don't mean to harp on it too much. I say it's sounding. It's sounding like it's trending toward, it's moving toward him returning, but we don't know for sure yet. Uh, same situation with uh, with the running backs, Gabe Irvin Jr. and Ramir Johnson, um, who I would put them, I think, uh, the tier below uh, mm -hmm. Bryce Benhart, Ben Scott, as far as impact, um, most impactful returns, if they get those two guys back right and fully healthy because of the mm -hmm. way uh, the Nebraska running back situation is right now, currently. I mean, it's November 29th, so a billion things are still left to happen, but... Uh, you lose Kiwan Lacey in the 2024 class. Mm -hmm. He was a guy who was exploding onto the scene. You oh, could yeah. tell that he was going to be, uh, I think I can pretty confidently say, I, you'd probably agree that he was a guy who would get on the field early mm -hmm. um, in his Nebraska career. Just the way he's built, that's just sort of how he, uh, the type of athlete he was, or he is, mm -hmm. um, and his experience down in Texas high school football. But you got Quentin Knives, who uh, who Rule said today is said he's going to be a star. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. You, know, he's, you look at him and you see just the six foot the two, six foot three yeah. type long strider, just a big body at at running back. You know, we see that in the in the Big Ten, but um, yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch him develop in that Rule. Yeah, like you said, he called him a, a future star. I think so. Um, now that's going to be. It. I think Nebraska has some pieces that they like, young pieces that they like at running back. But you know, when we're talking about things like next year, like who would be best coming back, just stick with the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen, the line of scrimmage guys who do the real work out there. You can always find skill players, in my opinion. Um, so you know, it's it's the guys that on the line of scrimmage doing the real work that would be most impactful. Uh, most impactful for sure. I still think though the running backs are impactful in this yeah. in this uh, for sure. this offensive system of the way they want to play uh, it, Big Ten football. I mean, um, the emphasis on 
on running the ball. And you have mm-hmm. Emmett Johnson, who really proved himself. I think he deserves a shot oh, yeah. at RB1 um, next season. But if uh, you just like that stability of having those those veteran guys if you get Gabe and uh, mm-hmm. Ramir back. So, Absolutely. Um, waiting to not even waiting to hear, I don't think. I think it sounds like Ramirez going to get wind up getting that waiver for another year, um, and, or the medical red shirt. And Gabe, you just wait on uh, wait on the recovery. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you mentioned Sims just coming back, and or whether he, whether or not he is or isn't, we don't know. Cause, uh, rules say he hasn't met with them, doesn't know for sure, for certain what his situation is. But they took him out of the portal last year, obviously. Yeah. And I think we all. Rule wouldn't say it outright mm-hmm. on, uh, uh, on uh, today at today's press conference that they're going to be going portal hunting for a quarterback, but we know they are. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't. I don't think he has to say that, but he did mention the price tag that comes with it. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. And he he wanted to make it very clear. Oh that, yeah. Uh, he to wanted everyone. to make sure that everybody knew, every Husker fan knows what the situation is going to be, and if and, and if Nebraska Matt Rule can get a transfer quarterback in into Lincoln and not just any transfer quarterback somebody with quality like a quality quarterback who has past experience and production that you can look back and lean on and be confident that he would come here and produce it's going to cost one to two million dollars he said one point, he said 1.5 to two million dollars he said one to 1.5 to two million dollars so that's just so everybody is on the same page it's going to cost Nebraska to bring in a really good quarterback who who you feel confident inserting right away and, and him making an impact. And he said he wants multiple years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Multiple years eligible? Yeah, still, multiple, multiple yeah, experience. If, yeah, so Matt Rule said if he's bringing in a quarterback or really any transfer, they want to have somebody with multiple years worth of eligibility or he needs to be an instant impact if it's a one and done type thing. So that's yeah. his two two b- b- big traits that he's looking for. And I think after what we the product we saw this season with uh, 26 turnovers by the quarterbacks alone, yep. uh, Nebraska led the entire nation with 100. Or 100 <laughs> I said 131 turnovers. Saying, like saying that out loud is crazy to hear. <laughs> 30, yeah. 31 turnovers, which ranked 130th, aka dead last, mm-hmm. um, and 26 of them were from the quarterbacks, which itself alone would be the most in power five and yeah. second most in the country so after seeing that from the quarterbacks i think uh nebraska fans I was talking about this with greg after the iowa game on our rapid recap show i i think nebraska fans would happily start a gofundme page of some sort maybe donate to try to take a chunk of change out of the, or take a bite at that 1.52 million dollars. I think 1890, the 1890 yeah. initiative is hoping that some people kind of chip in with some stuff here. But 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 the thing is, I mean, they paid Jeff Sims. They paid yeah. Jeff Sims to come here. And they got he, Jeff Sims he, here. He did not work out. So that's where it's like, what lessons, what sort of lessons do you take from that entire yeah. experience? Because if you pay the guy, he, I, I think what we just talked about with Rule, um, his evaluation of a portal quarterback, you need a guy who's proven experience and who mm-hmm. um, you are a little more confident. I think maybe it was a situation where they were like they were going so fast, so hot and heavy, like landing here, like, all right, we need a quarterback. Portal yeah. just opened pretty much right when they got here. So it's like, all right, let's get him in here. We believe him. He can be a playmaker, but there are so many moving parts. Yeah. Like late November when Not he was hired and everything. Away, I know, but um, they were just like going through a lot. And Matt Rule even said 
um, you know, how, you know, people might not want to hear it, but it was the first go around back in, from the NFL, back in college football. And, you know, they're learning with things. They're, they're learning about NIL, the transfer portal, um, all the different rules that comes with it. So, you know, might not want to hear it right now if you're a Husker fan who's uh, not watching a bowl, bowl game again for, uh, you know, since seven years, I think. Yeah. But, you know, Matt Rule did say that, you know, he's, he's learned from this season and, he, you know, he's going to be trying to make the necessary adjustments moving forward. So. Yeah, I, that's sort of the last thing that, to talk about. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, it seems like since his uh, rule, um, since he came from the Panthers, like he is handling being a college football coach a lot more transactionally, a lot more NFL style um, with his roster management, his coaching. The behind the scenes people too, like Nebraska has like one of the biggest behind the scenes staff like in the country. They have to. There's so many people here. Yeah, it's loaded. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that, and and that's, that's a that's an NFL thing too. I don't think it's like this, like in other other programs across college football. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's that. I think it's the analytics. I think yep, it's a, I, I think it's a lot of different things. If I I think he's taking from his NFL experiences. I think there's positives and negatives yes. to it. Mm -hmm. And we could be here for a long time discussing that. <laughs> but like, yeah. because what's that going to look like in year two? Is he going to leave some things off the table? Take some things off the table that he's that he did this uh, this past season, as mm -hmm. far as like as far as the way he manages things, uh, and a, like pro style, what will he what will he bring back? Um, but either way, it's on to year two for him. That's the mm -hmm. last. That's I think the overarching message, and want to save the best for last because I mean some of the things you hear. I mean obviously rules great at the podium. He's gonna he's gonna do his pastor son speech, mm -hmm. not speech, but just he has a way of. Uh, as a words. wordsmith, mm -hmm. yeah, and it it sounds like I don't know. I think there's provided reasons for for hope, optimism going into year two because of some of the things he said about the young guys buying into this. Oh yeah, the, it's our process now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was like this. Maybe in the, after the first year of, of of Scott Frost, if I if I remember back and trying to after that season, did it feel like it does right now? And I don't think it really did, honestly. I think Matt Rule is really, like you said, he's building a foundation. And while some on the outside want this thing to get going right away uh, for this rebuild not to be a rebuild and just like you know get things instantly better. I don't know if that was entirely realistic. And so, you know, when you hire, and Matt Rule said this, when you hire somebody like him, it's going to go slow. He's going to do it the old-fashioned, old-fashioned, old-school way. Um, and so, you know. Tear it down to the studs. Tear it down to the studs and just, like, kind of build this thing how he wants to do it, and that's going to take time. So, but, you know, the thing is they were so close to one win, and then they flopped in the last four. So when you look at, look at it like that, I think it was kind of a failure to finish when they were so close. Um, but in the other way, I think if you can't see the progress being made right now inside of the program, that's on you. I do. I think a lot of people other, other, um, elsewhere do as well. There's real progress being made in, in Nebraska, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just moving on to year two. That's going to be the goal, um, starting with early signing day coming up here before you know it. So uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think both things can be true, man. Yes. I, honestly, like you mm -hmm. wrote a column after about the positivity, like mm -hmm. the progress, the signs of growth. The and clock management. I mean, Matt yeah. Rule obviously has to get better at the clock <laughs> yeah. management stuff, yeah. and I think he knows that. And all of this is going to be um, dissected and kind of learned on in, in the off season. So there's a lot not to like, but there's a lot to like as well. But you know, just a little bit more time, a little bit of patience is needed. Yeah, and to ask a, a fan base to be patient when you've yes. been asking them to be patient. And I totally get years. that part yeah, too. Yeah, that's the antsiness, the anxiety, especially mm -hmm. when Rule even said himself like this is more like year two at Templar Baylor where they went six and six mm -hmm. seven and six um and to to talk about a bowl game 
like once we get to bowl bowl practice, maybe we'll have captains. Like once we get those bowl practices under uh, under our belt. And he was saying that like in the spring, in the fall, before mm-hmm. the season, like during the season, I think mm-hmm. uh, he mentioned it. So to to be upfront with it, and then sort of trying to speak it into existence, I think also. Yeah. Like for it to fall flat with you said failure, and I agree, it was a failure. You lose four yep. games in a row, and you're that one, was bad. one win away. It was really bad. It's not going to leave anyone feeling good. Mm-hmm. So if you listen, if you watch it and listen to that Matt Rule press conference at home, and you're buying into everything he's saying. I, I fully support it. If you're just mm-hmm. sitting there with hesitancy and saying, like, okay, I'm tired of the talk. Like, let's actually prove it. I Like, year two, sure. But I need to see the, these signs of progress, um, these improvements. I'm right there with you, too. I fully support yeah. that because there's two ways to look at it. The biggest thing you mentioned in the column that I wrote after the Iowa game was, it was mostly positive, but I, I did mention that some of the, a lot of the negative things as well. But the main reason for wanting to write that is because of what some of the outgoing guys were saying. They yeah, that was a, I feel that was like a, it was really directed toward everybody else. It's like, hey, I've been inside this program. I know about Matt Rule. I know about his plan. I'm I'm good with it. Ty Robinson is would be drafted if he went out there. He's coming back for a sixth season. Uh, Omar Brown, what he talked about at the podium. Uh, Alex Bullock, what he talked about at the podium after the Iowa game. They were all very, very bought in and excited for 2024. And so that's kind of what led me to be like, you know what, there's a lot of things being laid down foundationally that is going to pay off in the long run. It's hard to wait for it. Um, patience is needed. But at, at the end, I think it's really going to be a good thing here. Yeah, I think the, the tenor of that the, that post-game press conference from the players was a yeah. lot. It was like a lot more positive than I thought it was yeah. going to be. I did not I did not see that coming mm-hmm. Like from those guys. You mentioned Nori yeah. uh, Nuili. And, Nuri Nuili um, as well, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of things to talk about and break mm-hmm. down going into year two. And um, I don't know if you had anything, any last tidbits to hit on, um, but we're, uh, anything? No, that's about it. A lot of scribbles right here. I think we covered it all. <laughs> you take extensive notes. And honestly, that's, that's what I, that's what I need. I thought about doing it on my phone, but uh, old pen and paper works just I, fine. I appreciate I'm a newspaper ink on your hand guy. <laughs> like I know you are too. So I yeah. always appreciate that. I'm like, all right, if I don't I used to deliver those about, back in the day. Me too. Me <laughs> too. My go. brother had a paper out that I helped him with. Like he was in high school. I was in uh, elementary middle school. Yeah, so I yeah. ran, went around and uh, tossing newspapers into the wrong porches and he's getting in trouble for it. It's like, well, that's on him. That's on him. Give me my money yeah. for helping out. Yep. Give me that extra 10 bucks, Daniel. Shout out to Daniel Carpenter. Uh, congrats on your move to South Dakota this week. So uh, congrats to him and shout out to every Husker fan, I guess, around Lincoln. So yeah. we'll be back again. I don't know when on Rapid Recap Edition. We don't know the next press conference, probably National Signing Day. Um, December mm-hmm. 20th is most likely um, the the next time we'll talk with Rule, and um, yep. that was the biggest press conference uh, of the offseason, I thought, last year, most yeah. revealing. Um, so really excited to see what he has to say when, uh, when that time comes. But mm-hmm. that's going to do it for us uh, from here at Memorial Stadium or at the Hawks Championship Center, uh, rather. So for Steve Mart, I'm Zach Carpenter. We'll catch you guys again next time.